Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out online at CruiseRadio.net. Another ship review from one of our delightful listeners, Marcy in Los Angeles. Yeah, she took Carnival Breeze and Eight Nights Sailing um, to the Southern Caribbean about a month ago. So she'll be here later on in the program to talk all about it. Plus, your listener questions. But first, Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guys here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Royal Caribbean is committing a second ship to home port in Tampa. What ship is it, and is this due to the lack of interest in Europe? Well, it has a little bit to do with it. The you know I'm not going to be surprised if more ships are redeployed back to the U.S. for longer sailings, considering the difficulty that uh, the European market uh, is, is currently experiencing. So they're bringing Vision of the Seas to join Brilliance of the Seas mm-hmm. seasonally uh, for cruises uh, out of Tampa. Oh, cool. Beginning in the fall of 2014, so it's still a year away. And uh, did I read this correctly? Royal Caribbean has sailings on Allure and Oasis of the Seas for as low as five ninety nine per person? You, you, you did, Doug. That's like and an all-time low, right? It, it is an all-time low, and it actually is a window into the current booking process for the Caribbean because since these two ships have been in, in service, um, we've never seen prices on more than maybe one or two sailings here and there where they're that low. But there's, there's several sailings, and there's also very good deals on the balcony cabins. So then if they're not getting it, getting you know, such a significant premium, then it kind of shows what is kind of happening. But what's also interesting, Doug, is that I actually looked at uh, the pricing, and as soon as the other ships begin to arrive in the middle of November, mm-hmm. then their pricing... Uh, picks up uh, pretty good. So if you're looking for, if you're looking to sail on Oasis or Allure, your best bet is to do it before Thanksgiving, hmm. because that's when you're actually going to find the best deals on those two ships. And uh, because, like I said, once uh, you know the ships get into uh, more of the ships start to come back from Europe and Alaska, we start to see those prices uh, starting to creep up to normal. Very good. And Windstar Cruises is undergoing some more renovations. They haven't taken over uh, the ownership of those seaborne ships yet, have they? No. And the renovations that they're doing are a continuation of what they did on previously did on the two original Windstar ships, Windstar and Windspirit. So mm-hmm. they're going to spend another $18 million on these two ships. Um, they'll specifically uh, put about $3 million uh, of enhancements into the the cabin, which is really nice because I mean these are areas where it's going to mean a whole lot more. So when they say that they're going to make up, upgrades to ships, typically what what they mean is we're going to change the propeller, we're going to change some wiring, and it really doesn't have any impact on the passengers. Here, what they're going to do is they're going to upgrade. Uh, they're going to actually specifically put three million dollars toward the um, toward the cabins, and they're, they're going to put in sofas, um, upgrade the the TVs and uh, vanity areas and, you know, headboards. So it's going to be some nice areas uh, that they're going to upgrade uh, on the ship, which will specifically make a difference to the ships. You've sailed Windstar last winter. Uh, what did you think of their staterooms in there? I loved it. Yeah, that's and, cool. And I'll tell you, I, you know, for all these years, I was so hesitant to sail on the ships yeah. because I thought I'd be bored out of my mind and, you know, too, you know the cabins would be too small. Um, but the food and the service were just not even great 
uh, Doug. They were it was outstanding. Very cool. And I, I absolutely cannot wait to go again. Nice. Uh, the situation in Syria has Holland America canceling a stop in Israel this weekend. Uh, do you think more cruise lines will follow suit? Well, it's, it's a good question. I, I Personally, I think that Holland America was a little premature because no attack from the U.S. Um, is imminent because, you know, the president already said that they're waiting for Congress to take that, uh, to shield him from that uh, yeah. call. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there was nothing happening yesterday in Haifa nor today and tomorrow uh, or, you know, this week in Ashdod, Israel. Um, so, but, you know, and they have nothing, uh, due, the ship is, the Nordam is not due back in the area until October 25th, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But at this point, no one else has made, uh, any, any adjustments to their schedule. The Daily Mail says Venice may ban cruise ships from the Grand Canal. First off, can ships even fit in the Grand Canal? The original story, they actually said that it was already banned from sailing down the (laughs) Grand Canal which was a result of that German tourist that was killed by a Vaporetto when he was on a gondola. Right. <laughs> now, um, we've been there a number of times, and I have never seen a cruise ship going down the Grand Canal. They, isn't that where the uh, Rialto Bridge is? Yes. Yeah, they can't go down there. No. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that, that's just, I mean, just excellent reporting. Now, wow. what they are referring to is the Geodeca uh, Canal, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, they, of course, this fabulous reporter... Um, you know, was uh, quoting, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, story back uh, from the Vaporetto, you know, oh, from, yeah, when we yeah. were on Carnival Sunshine, when they alleged we were 20 meters from shore, when <laughs> the Italian Coast Guard, the ship's pilot, and the port, as well as the uh, onboard officers and the ship's log, all said that we were a good 70 meters offshore, mm-hmm. uh, witnessed by us, and that um, that wonderful picture of that Vaporetto, if you recall, was in between, you know, came up from behind us because we were going so slow, <laughs> up on our starboard side, and then went in between a yacht that was being, uh, that had a fuel barge attached. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, came up alongside of us and proceeded past us and then went into the dock. But when that um, guy who had you know, one too many drinks uh, snapped the picture, it looked like the ship uh, was sandwiching and was, was, was close. When in fact, I mean, the ship was you know pretty a pretty good distance away, but I mean it was the Vaporetto that put himself in that position, not not the ship. But you know th- this is the the lunatic fringe, Doug, that uh, is you know really kind of spoiling. For there, there's there's no scientific proof that the cruise ships are having any impact. And when they talk about the the floods, which are typical and have been happening for hundreds of years. Um, I mean, it has nothing to do with the ships, yeah. because if, if you recall, most of the ships are gone anyways. Yeah. So it's just it's just ridiculous. But you know they they, they don't take into you know again it's just a, unfortunately it's a vocal few people. Yeah. But you know it, when we were there, I mean the throngs. I'm not just talking a few. You remember thou- you know hundreds of people mm-hmm. were lining the shores taking pictures as the cruise ships came and left. It's a beautiful sight. Yeah, they and call they it an eyesore. Good distance. I mean, they're beautiful. Yeah, they really are. Sailing in and out, and you always see people running to take pictures, and they're so far away and have absolutely no impact um, near uh, St. Mark's Square. And you know, I know the the port authority there is 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 dealing with these people, and unfortunately, the Daily Mail, um, you know, just got into uh, you know some really uh, terrific reporting, and uh, I, I think they're going to blame aliens next. Yeah, they got into the inquiry. They're, they're going to blame Elvis's yacht next. <laughs> uh, I saw this this morning on uh, CBS 
this morning uh, talking to Peter Greenberg was Carnival Corporation's new CEO um, talking about steps that Carnival's taking. And uh, I guess Peter Greenberg was on Carnival Breeze last week. Uh, do you think that Carnival is going in the right direction? Well, Carnival Cruise Lines specifically. Um, I, I mean, I think, look, they're spending $600 million um, upgrading their ships. They, I, they obviously have identified problems uh, that, that have happened in the past and are, are essentially triplicating their um, you know, process to avoid you know, future problems where, let's say there is a fire, that there's you know, redund- many redundancies of, of the systems to prevent these ships from losing power. Now, they may lose propulsion, but the hotel operation of the ships should not be impacted with these new systems. And if they didn't do anything, Doug, they just stayed, hey, you know, it is, look, it's, it's less than a half a percent mm-hmm. of, of instances where this happens. I mean, sure. it's, it's nothing. So if, if they did nothing and just said, hey, you know, that, you know, that uh, this is such a, a freak of nature, that, that's one thing. But it is a freak of nature, and they are putting the corporation is putting their money where their mouth is. Made they're making a significant investment to ensure. Now, look, no one died mm-hmm. on uh, you know th- this year. These ships do exactly what they're supposed to do. They do preserve life. The new mantra is to not only protect and preserve, but it's ensure passenger comfort. And these are all look. I mean, doing nothing was unacceptable, and what they're doing now, is, you know, certainly should make a, a difference going forward. And uh, you know, I actually thought uh, Peter did a very fair and objective uh, news piece uh, for once. Up, for once, updating updating <laughs> consumers as to uh, what what Carnival Corporation is doing, and uh, and also they're they're looking at uh, you know the, all of the other fleets as well. Yeah, definitely. Stuart, so got a listener question for you. What are your thoughts on Canada New England sailings in the fall? I think look, it's it's a peak sailing uh, time for those uh, cruises. It's a wonderful time to go because you know not only is it you know they, they include the sailings uh, in and out of New York, but uh, you know Boston and uh, also heading uh, into Quebec. So you can get a you know besides you know getting into Newfoundland, you can actually get into uh, you know one of the best uh, cities that Canada has, and uh, it's a beautiful time of the year to go. Temperatures yeah. are, are nice and cool and. The weather's great. Yeah, plus a couple of weeks ago we talked about uh, Holland America adding, what was it, 48 or 46 sailings to Canada, New England? It's, it's significant, and people are going to just really, really enjoy it. All right, man, we appreciate it. You got it. Cruise Radio News, now trending at cruiseradio.net. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or best? 
Midwest, and they have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being, and they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website, and they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. Always happy to have listeners call in and give us their take of uh, their recent sailing. Marcy is no stranger to Cruise Radio. She's been on here uh, a time or two before. Marcy, first off, welcome back to Cruise Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. You just sailed an eight-night Southern Caribbean sailing on the Carnival Breeze out of Port Miami. Now, you're actually in Los Angeles, correct? Correct. So you actually flew from L.A. to Miami. And tell us about how you got to the port. Did you buy the cruise line transfer? or No, actually, we flew into Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And then the hotel that we stayed at had a shuttle um, for $75 that took you to uh, the Port of Miami, picked you up at the Port of Miami and brought us back to the hotel. Oh, so that was um, round trip $75. No, it was one way. One way, so okay. So. so it was for both of us. Okay. Well. We didn't have to, it wasn't per person. So that was the best deal we could find when we started looking. Yeah, that's not bad at all because like sometimes yeah. a, a rental, I mean, a driver will cost you like upwards of a hundred bucks just to get there. Right. So right. Uh, yeah, not bad. Um, so you get to Port Miami and how was embarkation there? It was great. By the time we got there, um, we left Fort Lauderdale at 11. It got us to the port about quarter to 12 and they were already starting to board. By the time we got upstairs, um, checked in, we were able to get right on. And this was your first time on Carnival Breeze. So what was your first impression of the ship overall? Uh, it was the biggest ship we'd ever been on. This was our eighth Carnival cruise, our 11th cruise overall. And mm-hmm. it was the biggest ship we'd ever been on. But it was immaculate. And everybody, the crew was very accommodating and very friendly when you were getting on. And actually throughout the whole cruise, actually. And it's very, I enjoyed the fact that it's not as carnival gaudy as the other carnival ships. It's very, like, very smooth and um, those uh, Caribbean colors. Yeah, very tropical. Even though it it was big, it didn't, it wasn't crowded. It never seemed like it was crowded. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Never had trouble finding a place to sit or anything like that. And uh, what kind of stateroom did you book? We had a spa stateroom, nice, which was on uh, deck deck twelve, mm-hmm. uh, adjacent to the spa, which gives you free reign of the thermal pools and the um, sauna rooms whenever you want when they're open. The only thing extra you have to pay for, of course, is if you want a treatment, which of course we did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and how did you feel about the space in the actual stateroom and balcony? It was great. It was wonderful. You know, the same setup as every other carnival ship we'd been on, but the balcony, I don't know if it was me, it just seemed a little bit bigger up there. Everything's bigger at the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So you, you put your bags in your room, and uh, you go check out the food options, and there's, uh, there's, there's one thing Carnival Breeze has, and it's plenty to eat. Uh, what did you think of the food? The food was very, very good. Very good. You never wanted um, for anything. And my husband is a big proponent of the 24-hour ice cream. Okay. <laughs> so he, we, we definitely take advantage, take advantage of that. Um, but the options, you know, there's tons more options out there by the pool. You have the... the yeah, yeah, the Blue, Club, Blue Iguana Cantina. The Blue Iguana Cantina. The Guy Fieri Burgers, which I think I ate 
too many of. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and just, you know, we went to the dining room every night, but one for dinner. And the one night we didn't go, we went to the Fahrenheit 555 Steakhouse. Nice. And uh, did you yeah. did you get to try out the uh, the Jimmy Seaside barbecue uh, at all out there? Yes. Yes, we did. We had that for lunch on the last sea day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being in L.A. with all the food options we have out here, um, I'd have to say that was one of the best barbecue I've ever had. I've got to say, because we, uh, you know, here in Jacksonville, we are like a barbecue mecca here. And I got to say, yeah. that was some pretty, pretty good yeah. barbecue uh, aboard the ship there. And did you get to try out the sushi place at all? No, we didn't do the sushi place. No. Um, it just, uh, that was always full every time we walked by. So I'm assuming it was probably good. Oh, yeah, it is. But yeah, but, so we never really got a chance to, to do that. Did you wind up doing the all you can drink? Uh, what is Carnival calling it? The, uh, the Cheers beverage program or something? Yes. What is it now? Forty two ninety five a day plus fifteen percent. No, it's fifty dollars. Okay. And did you? Fifty dollars uh, a day. Did you find it uh, worth we, it? Yes, because if you look at the the bar menu, the you know the drinks are like between eight and nine dollars. So you figure if you if you drink at least six drinks a day, you've got it covered. Right. You know, and I can do six <laughs> drinks a day, and that's starting at eleven o'clock. Nice. So it, I totally felt it was it was worth it, and I think my husband tried drinks that he would never have tried mm-hmm. on an ordinary cruise if, if he was paying for them. So it, I really, we really enjoyed that. And they said the limit is 15 a day, and I'm thinking, people can drink 15 drinks in a day? Hey, you know, if you, uh, start, if you I, start early and pace yourself, you can blow uh, yeah, it out the water. I guess so. So, but they actually completely cut you off after fifteen. You can't even order and pay. That's awesome. And Carnival has yeah. a lot of entertainment on Carnival Breeze. They have the mm-hmm. um, the new uh, the new updated production programs. They have the five D or four D, whatever it is, a thrill theater on there. Um, little little venues around the ship, like the Red Frog mm-hmm. Pub with the live acoustic music and music by the pool. The, it goes on and on and on. What did you think about the entertainment? We went to the piano bar and the Red Frog Pub. Uh huh. And the gentleman that was at the Red Frog happened to be doing guitar in the piano bar the second night we were in there. And he was really, really good. We went to the show, those new with the digital things on it. Yeah, the uh, the HD flat screens or whatever they yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I'm a little old-fashioned when it comes to the going to the big theater and seeing the shows. Two of the shows we enjoyed. Two of the shows were just eh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, I, I like the big production numbers. Did you catch Motor City or Divas? Those were the two I liked. Okay, yeah, same here. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you think about the comedians on board? I really didn't care for the comedians this, this really? time around. Yeah. Were they just vulgar was, or uh, what? Um, it was a little. It was a little blue, mm-hmm. and I can I can usually handle stuff like that, but it was way over the top. I felt that Carnival did a pretty good job with the outside spaces on Carnival Breeze because you have like the um, the upper sports deck with the ropes course up there, and then you mm-hmm. have the the nice size pool uh, right there in the middle with the little cabanas in the pool. Uh, what? How was? How crowded was the pool deck on sea days? Was it overcrowded or what? Um, the pool was pretty crowded even on shore days. Seems like a lot of people just kind of stayed at the pool. It never seemed like you had a trouble finding a place to to sit though, which was always good. Seemed like a lot of people were mostly like in the pool, you know, rocking out to whatever DJ was going. Right. Um, but but the thing that I did like is on the lower levels, like on deck five, where the red frog is and all that, mm-hmm. that they have those other hot tubs. Yeah. 
So not everybody is up on the pool deck, and they had, you know, more lounges down on five, and, and the space, you could tell when you look over the balconies that they seem to extend out farther. Yeah, they do. Which, um, on, yeah, yeah, which gives you more seating. What did you think of the Red Frog Pub? We loved the Red Frog Pub. We were there every night before dinner. Yeah. We did the late, so we had the 8.15 seating, uh-huh. so about 7 o'clock we would go down and sit there and have a couple cocktails before dinner, and sitting outside was just magnificent. The best night, I think, was when we were in Curacao, and we didn't leave until like 11, uh-huh. and so it was nice sitting there watching the sunset before we went to dinner. Very cool. Yeah, there's some there's some gorgeous sunsets in Curacao oh. and Aruba. Oh, my they're, gosh. They're both it awesome. Aruba, I think, was my favorite. Well, and I was going to ask you that. Speaking of uh, the cruise ports you went to, uh, what ports did you hit, and which one was just your absolute favorite? We went to Grand Turks, Dominican Republic, Curacao, and Aruba. Mm -hmm. Aruba was my absolute, absolute favorite out of the four. Did you do an excursion there? Yes, we did the Medushi snorkel with lunch. Uh Uh-huh. And I would recommend that excursion to anybody and everybody. It was the best lunch I've ever had on a shore excursion, ever. Really? What was what made oh, it so good? God. Well, first of all, it wasn't a buffet. They served you. They served you on real plates with real silverware, and it was a it was a it was a meal. It was rice, barbecue chicken, grilled fish, fruit, vegetable salad. And they come out and they serve you, and then they pick it up and put it away, and you just you just sit there, complete open bar. You didn't have to do anything. Nice. Yeah, and the the snorkeling was over a. Um, they took you to four different spots, and one of them was over a German cargo ship shipwreck from World War II. Oh, that that would be really cool to see. So yeah, that was very cool. So you have a you have a sea day and you get back into Miami. It's time to uh, disembark the ship. And uh, how was the disembarkation process with uh, four thousand plus people? It was actually really nice. We were number nine, mm-hmm. and they told us that we didn't have to be out of our rooms until eight thirty. Okay, which was which was nice. And they hit number nine at like eight o'clock. So we never had to go to you know, an open deck or an open space, you know, like sometimes you have to do when you're disembarking. Uh And we got off and got out. And I think the one thing that I liked as well is to get your luggage, it's like the carousels, like at the airport. Yes, yes, yes. It just goes around a circle. Yeah. Very cool. Now, any first-time tips for folks wanting to uh, cruise on Carnival Breeze? Comfortable shoes. Mm -hmm. I tend to use the stairs a lot because it gives me room to eat more. To burn the burgers off. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, um, and just try and see as much as you can, do as much as you can. Well, it sounds like you had an amazing cruise. Listener yes. Marcy Busey from Los Angeles, thank you so much for uh, giving thank your you. review of Carnival Breeze. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Next up, I think, is going to be the sunshine. Always love getting your listener questions. You can email comments at cruiseradio.net. We now have a whole free line, too. So please feel free to call that. Uh, all calls are subject to broadcast. You can call 888-429-4334. What does that spell? Um, we haven't got that far yet, have we? I have no witty retort. <laughs> okay. This one on Facebook from Dwight. He writes, Doug, I'm on the Carnival Fascination at 7 this morning. I was enjoying the Serenity area when a husband and wife walked up next to me, put down their towels, ball caps, and paperback books on the two deck chairs, and walked off. They returned to the chairs 45 minutes later with their items still there. My question is, 
Should I have said something to them about Carnival's deck chair policy, or should I have minded my own stinking business? Which I did. What would you have done? <laughs> what, would, what would you have done? What would Jesus do? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Jesus would throw their crap overboard. I think I, if, if, if it was longer than 45 minutes, I probably would have um, just taken their stuff and threw it on the ground. 45 minutes is adequate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't think you want to know what I would have done. Yeah. When I get a little, a little livid with, with that kind of stuff, that kind of impoliteness. Oh, yeah, it is obnoxious. Crazy. Yeah. So uh, we turned this question over to you on Facebook, and here's what you had to say. Becky Beal writes, I will say the most frustrating part of cruising for me is getting a space on the Serenity deck and even a lounge chair uh, by the pool, really. Most folks don't pay attention to the policies, and most cruise lines don't enforce. It's frustrating. It would be nice if they made mention of the policy in a bigger way, say, in the Daily Bulletin. Yeah, that's that'll work, too, I guess. Why am I just saying that? <laughs> Do it but, politely and yes. professionally. <laughs> There's that option. Patricia Dempsey says, uh, well, they waited a reasonable length of time, then took the lounger. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Warm Whelan writes, I probably wouldn't say anything. I'm not the confrontational type. But I agree with Becky Beal on how frustrating it can be to find a seat by the pool. Most chairs have something on them, but few people in the pool. Where are they? Inconsiderate seat hoggers. <laughs> I, like, I like this last one from Gina. She says, why were you watching the clock when you're on a cruise to begin with? Let the deckhands worry about the rules unless it affects you in some way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I guess. Well said, Gina. Yeah. So if you want to follow us on Facebook and uh, join the conversation, it's facebook.com slash cruise radio. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget about our app. Only 99 cents for Droid users, free for iPhone users. Simply search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. And the reason why it costs 99 cents for Droid users is because I haven't figured out how to make it free yet. <laughs> oh, not because they're inferior to iPhone users? <laughs> no. Okay. You can also sign up for our cruise news updates at cruiseradio.net. Just put your email in the box in the upper right-hand corner. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is recorded weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Download the Cruise Radio app. Hear Cruise Radio on TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Radio Network, the Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, CruiseAddicts.com, and on our website at CruiseRadio.net. Follow Cruise Radio on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.